One of the main tactics of the enemy that he uses to freeze you, control you, and manipulate you is fear. And I pray that this video will help set you free of that damaging spirit of fear. You may not even know that you're dealing with fear. We have this word called a phobia. And in front of phobia, we have all these different terms. For example, arachnophobia. It's the fear of spiders. There is countless different phobias out there. And it just shows us how prevalent fear is in our society today. Fear has always been a big thing that the enemy used to strike the minds of believers and non-believers and really just to wrap people up in bondage. Fear will freeze you from moving forward in your calling and growing in faith and being used for the glory of God. Fear will freeze you from growing as a person, growing as an individual for stepping into the glory that God has called you into. So we must discern this fear. Are you operating out of fear or are you content? Are there some things that you don't want to move forward in because of fear? You fear what they're going to say. You fear that they might judge you. You fear all these different things that might happen. And most of the time, maybe even they don't happen. This is what Ecclesiastes 7, 7 says about fear. Oppression, which is a form of fear. It says, surely oppression destroys a wise man's reason and a bribe destroys the heart. So the enemy will use this oppression to destroy the reason that you have the logic, the sound mind that you have. For example, once the famine hits, now you're full of fear, making rash decisions that are not financially logical. The enemy can use fear in so many different ways to manipulate you, to control your mind or to control your thoughts. Really, the root of witchcraft is domination, intimidation, and manipulation. And the enemy loves to operate in witchcraft because what is witchcraft? 1 Samuel 15, 23 says that witchcraft is rebellion. We all we know that all sin, right? It's rooted in rebellion against God. Pride is rebellion against God. This is how Satan operated when he was thrown out of the kingdom of heaven. He chose to rebel against God because he wanted to be like God. Satan chose witchcraft and it was witchcraft that got him kicked out. And now the enemy sometimes wants to use witchcraft to come against our mind. If he can plant seeds of oppression to oppress us in our minds, thoughts of oppression to destroy our reason, our logic, because wisdom comes from peace. Wisdom comes from a sound mind. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
It's a peaceful, sound mind that leads to intelligent, wise, prudent decisions. Prudence is having an understanding and planning for the future. Prudence is planning for the future. You're being wise by being uh, by planning and preparing for that future event. But once fear kicks in, oppression kicks in, you start moving suddenly. You start doing things rash. You start speaking things, maybe because you feel like other people are oppressing you or certain thoughts are oppressing you, which is why we're called to take every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We have the power through the word of God, which is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to discern the spirit and the soul, the joint and the marrow. It discerns the thoughts and intents of your heart. So if you're struggling with something in your mind, the best thing that you can do is get in the word because the word will reveal your thoughts to you. So you got to know that that spirit of fear, it's, it's not coming from God. It's coming from the kingdom of darkness. And he will use that fear to keep you stagnant. But he who believes in Jesus out of his heart will throw rivers of living water. There's a flow with the Lord. There's a, there's a promotion with God. You get promoted. God wanted promotion for Adam as he tilled that soil, continued to plant and build. That garden was supposed to get bigger and bigger, more trees, more fruit bearing, more seeds that he is given and entrusted as a steward. But stagnant water gets parasites, diseases, mold. That happens when water becomes stagnant. So God, he, he's not moving in the stagnant. He's not moving in the fear. He's not moving in the freeze. And then sometimes, yes, it's a season where you're just called to rest. You're called to rest in his promises, right? You don't have to go preach and evangelize to the whole world. You got to know who you are in Christ. You got to be delivered of this fear. You got to be strengthened in the Lord in the secret place, just how David was. But this fear will stop you from growth. So know that to everything, there's a season, but sometimes God is going to anoint you and he's going to call you to fight that Goliath and it's fear that's going to hold you back from your promotion. It's fear that's not going to allow you to grow in faith. It's fear that's not going to allow you to take the next step forward into your calling, into your purpose, or maybe it's just one step of growth. If you can just make one step of growth each and every day, God will call you further. He'll call you deeper. He'll entrust you with more gifts, more talents, more seeds to sow. But watch out for this fear because fear wants to come. It wants to snatch the seeds. It wants to snatch the good things out of your heart. This is what Jesus says about fear in Matthew 10, 27. It says, Jesus teaches the fear of God says, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. What's the fear of the Lord? 
It's a reverence. It's an awe. It's an honor and a respect for God, for his holy name, right? That God can destroy both soul and body in hell, but there's nothing really that man can do to you. Man can come against the flesh, but man can't come against the spirit or the soul. What's your soul? It's your emotions. It's your thoughts and it's your desires. Man only has your soul when you give your soul over to men. I'm not saying don't give your soul over to anyone because you should give your soul or a part of your soul, right, to that person that you love, to your kids, right? They they have a strong part of your soul because you love them and you care for them and you want to see them grow and you're nurturing them. But don't give your soul or your mind, your innermost thoughts to the oppressor. Don't give your soul to the enemy. Don't give any piece of your soul to the devil, his demonic angels, and the demons that work under him in his kingdom. Because once the enemy knows that he can operate through oppressing you in your mind, in your thoughts, he's going to plant those thoughts of oppression all day long. But you must fear God. You must have reverence before God. And just because you are struggling with thoughts of oppression, that doesn't mean that you don't fear God. You can still fear God and struggle with different thoughts in your mind. This is why you must have the word of God written on your heart and know his word. Ephesians 6 shows us that the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, is your weapon. So it says the sword of the spirit, the word of God is your weapon. And this word in the Greek, it means rema, meaning what is spoken. So if you're having thoughts of oppression in your mind, thoughts of fear in your mind, that damaging spirit of fear, you can come against that fear with the word of God. A good verse to to speak is in Isaiah 54. It says, In righteousness you shall be established. Oppression shall not come near you, nor terror shall not fall upon you. So you know that there's a promise when you belong to God and you are his child that oppression shall not come near you. There is no oppression for God's children. There is no oppression In his kingdom, when you belong to God, oppression is not your future. Oppression is not the promise for you. The promise is you are in Christ. You are a king, a priest, seated in heavenly places. God wants to cloak glory on you. He wants to give you the garment of praise and crown you with a beautiful crown of glory. So know that oppression is not your future. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. God values you. He values your life. He values your life mind. So watch out. Watch out 
for this fear that the enemy uses to control and manipulate you. If you find yourself doing things that you don't want to do, check and ask yourself, why are you doing these things? Why are you having these thoughts that seem as though they are manipulating you? And on the other side, I'm not talking about authority figures or being obedient to elders or authority figures because we are called to be obedient to those that the Lord has entrusted over our life. But there's others who want to strike fear into our hearts and want to control us and want to manipulate us for their own gain, for their own advantage, or for us to make rash decisions that are not logical, that have no understanding, and don't lead down the narrow path of life. Watch out for that spirit of fear. Discern it and be set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.